Christ's command to his followers before his ascension to heaven was for them to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Our Lord did not intend for the good news of his death and resurrection to stay local, but instead it was to be taken globally. In this third section of Acts, the adventure continues as the gospel is taken to the ends of the earth. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. I love a good story of adventure, but I especially love it when it has a great ending. And friend, when you come to Acts 27, to this amazing story of Paul's storm and shipwreck, I want to tell you, it has a, an amazing ending because when you're with the Lord and the Lord is with you, he always brings you to the right kind of victorious end. Now remember now, they're still in the storm. Verse number 27 of Acts 27 says this, but when the 14th night was come, can you imagine living in a storm for 14 nights? As we were driven up and down in Adria about midnight, the shipmen deemed that they drew near to some country and sounded and found it 20 fathoms. And when they'd gone a little further, they sounded again and found it 15 fathoms. And fearing lest we should have fallen upon rocks, they cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for the day. And as the shipmen were about to flee out of the ship when they had let down the boat into the sea under color as though they would have cast anchors out of the foreship, Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, Except these abide in the ship, ye cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut off the ropes of the, off the boat and let her fall off. I think it's fascinating. Earlier they didn't listen to the preacher. Now they are. You know, sometimes you get in the middle of the storm, you realize we should have paid attention before now. Listen to verse 33. And while the day was coming on, Paul besought them all to take meat, saying, This day is the fourteenth day that you've tarried and continued fasting, having taken nothing. Wherefore, I pray you to take some meat, for this is for your health. For there shall not an hair fall from the head of any of you. Does that sound like a familiar expression? In Luke chapter 12, verse number 7, we learned that the hairs of our head are all numbered. Uh, Paul, I think, must be meditating here on Scripture. He says we're in God's hands. You're not going to lose a hair off your head. God is taking care of us. And so we come to verse 35. And when he had thus spoken, he took bread and gave thanks to God in presence of them all. And when he had broken it, he began to eat. Then were they all of good cheer, and they also took some meat. You know, they haven't just been in the storm for 14 days. They've been fasting for 14 days. If you've ever fasted, even for a day or two, or for several days, you know how weak the body can get. And uh, here are people who their body is weak and their spirit is faint. And Paul stands up. Look at the courage and the confidence that grows out of faith in God. And he says, fellas, let's have supper. Uh, let's have a meal together. Let's take some meat uh, because the Lord's going to take care of all of this and we're going to need our strength. I love the common sense. Don't you think we need a revival of common sense in our day? Uh, some people that just have their eye on God and their faith rooted in truth who can just keep moving forward for the Lord. And here's the expression. The Bible says, then were they all of good cheer. Does that expression again jump out at you? In verse 22, he had said to them, be of good cheer. In verse 25, he said to them, be of good cheer. And now they were all of good cheer. I'll remind you that this is a repeated emphasis through Scripture. 
In Matthew chapter 9, verse number 2, the man with the palsy, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. Uh, Matthew chapter 14, and again in Mark 6, when the disciples were on the sea, Jesus said to them, be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And John 16, 33, Jesus said, in the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. You remember back in our study in Acts 23, when Paul was in prison, be of good cheer, Paul. You've testified of me in Jerusalem, you're going to testify of me in Rome. Again and again, can you hear the Holy Spirit's words to his people? Be of good cheer. And at some point, we have to just make a decision. We're going to believe God. Uh, We're going to accept the truth and rest in the Lord and stop living frightened and fretful every day of our life. Uh, Stop living in, in worry, wondering about your future. The future is as sure as our God is sure. If you're a child of God, you're not going down, you're going up. You're not coming to the end. You're coming to a new beginning. So be of good cheer. In our last study, uh, we we gave a couple of principles. The first was that we can be of good cheer because of God's presence. Remember, the Lord stood by him. Then we learned that we can be of good cheer because of God's promises. In verse number 25, he said, "I, I just believe it's going to be even as it was told me, just like God said. But can I suggest today yet another application of truth here? The good cheer is not only connected to the presence of God and the promises of God, it is also connected to praising God. There's a definite moment here in verse 35 when instead of asking, he is thanking God. He gives thanks in the presence of them all. And at that moment when he begins to thank God and praise God, the Bible says they were all of good cheer. You see, when you begin to acknowledge the goodness of God, And when you begin to acknowledge God's good gifts and that you can enjoy them even in the midst of the trial, it does something for your soul. Old Lester Roloff used to say, sometimes you can praise your way through things you can't pray your way through. Maybe some of you have been begging God to change something. Uh, Let's turn it around. And instead of just begging God to change something today, why don't you just stop and begin to bless the Lord that he's with you and that he's more than enough. Oftentimes, the greatest statement of faith is not prayer, it's praise. A praise that comes not after the storm, but in the midst of the storm. Uh, Give God praise where you are today. There is power in praise. It's powerful because it brings you to the Lord's presence. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Remember, God inhabits the praises of his people. But it's not only powerful in a Godward way, it's also powerful in a manward way. Because, friend, your praise is one of the greatest testimonies that the Lord is truly in charge. When Paul began to give God thanks, the other men took courage. The other men suddenly were of good cheer. I'll tell you what this world needs today. It needs to meet some Christians who really believe God. It needs to hear some believers pray and speak in faith and testify about the goodness of God. Uh, If you want to spread a little cheer today, I hear people using that expression, let's spread a little cheer. The only way to do that is to talk about the greatness and the goodness of our God. Here's what I've learned. Good cheer is contagious. If you get it, you can share it. If the joy of the Lord is in you, it'll overflow into the lives of those around you. We're not talking about some some fake thing, some facade, uh, putting on a good show. No. We all have our storms and struggles and stresses and strains But friend, I'm here to tell you today, there is good cheer in the midst of the storm. In Pilgrim's Progress, John Bunyan's classic work, there's a portion, a passage, 
where Christian and one of his fellow travelers are crossing uh, a great mire, and uh, there's some uncertainty about it. And as they get down into it, they, Christian begins to sink a little bit. And his traveling companion cries out to him and says, Be of good cheer, brother. I feel the bottom, and it is good. And maybe today you feel like you're sinking. You're going down. You're, you're going under. I want to tell you, be of good cheer, brother. I feel the bottom, and it is good. Vance Havner said, when you get to the bottom, you find out the foundation is still there. So, friend, when you get to the bottom, when you feel like you're, you're going to slide and you're not going to make it, at that moment, be of good cheer. Just begin to praise God because the Lord is with you in the midst of your storm. We'll come back to Acts 27 to look at the closing verses of this amazing chapter, and you're going to find that they all get safely to the other side. Why? Because God is God even in the midst of the storm. Rest in his presence. Lean on his promises. Begin to praise him and be of good cheer. Though no more scripture is being written, the story of the furtherance of the gospel is being written at this very moment, and we get to be part of that story. The heart of our Savior is as passionate for the lost today as it was just before he ascended in Acts 1. Will you get in on what God is doing in the world today to reach the lost with the gospel? This is why Enjoying the Journey exists, to encourage and to equip you in the work of the gospel. Whether it is through the daily broadcast or the many resources on our website, Scott and all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team are passionate about people coming to know Christ as Savior. We pray that you truly will enjoy the journey but we also pray that you will bring others with you on your journey of following Christ.